Hello there, welcome to episode 35 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And uh, after a slightly extended break, uh, <laughs> the month of February, um, we're back to uh, here in March uh, to talk about um, what in America is Brain Injury Awareness Month. Uh, so it's, it's a really good opportunity for the whole of the month of March not only for us all to come together and share our experiences and to talk about um, the, the differences in our own journeys towards healing, but also for us to raise awareness around us and to talk about um, whatever's going on in our own communities. So I want to make this uh, an open thing, not just for, uh, for, for right now, because I think it was like the 3rd of March today or nearly the 4th, I beg your pardon, yeah, it is the fourth, <laughs> as I'm recording this very early in the morning. Uh, and um, for us to, to, to have an ongoing dialogue, uh, an ongoing conversation, and for it to be interactive as well. And one thing I want to share from this is, is many of uh, the messages and the kind of requests and questions that have come in just over the last kind of two or three weeks alone. Uh, and and there's, there's a hell of a lot to go at. There's, a, there's all kinds of stuff that's come up. <laughs> I don't know where to start in some ways. Uh, but I'm going to just give a quick mention, first of all, uh, to not to plug anybody, but to plug uh, the, the Fibromyalgia Awareness Podcast, which I've started as well. Uh, I know I've, I've mentioned this in the last episode, I mentioned it before, um, but that's to do with uh, specifically fibromyalgia syndrome and everything surrounding that as well. So I thought it was worth its merits to do that and to have that going at the same time. So that's only just getting started. And some of the uh, people I will talk to and interview and, and um, kind of join with as well have very, very different perspectives and angles on uh, healing from fibromyalgia and, you know, some of them will have post-concussion syndrome as well. So it's a really exciting time um, to be able to, to to do both at once. Um, obviously, there are only so many hours in the day. Uh, and uh, speaking personally, uh, as I've done this since like 2006 to 2009, to t- now in 2020, <coughs> um I have to think about uh, what what I can do and what I can kind of share as well. Um, I've had some difficulties recently um, that I've, because of my situation, I've not had the resources and things to do what I would like to do, more podcasts and video casts and, and different things and to improve the kind of like quality of the recordings and so on. Um, and And that's just down to the you know kind of uh, well I guess it's down to that I don't have any funding, don't have any uh, kind of contributors or anything. Um, so if if um, I I guess what I want to say is if anybody has a knowledge and expertise that's out there that's listening, and you want to help in contributing to uh, the ongoing continuity of the podcast. Uh, then please get in touch. And if you can contribute in any way, 
whether it's uh, spiritually, emotionally, uh, in terms of kind of help, advance, um, kind of advance ways in which you can you can help us to to grow this, then I'd be really grateful. And if anyone wants to help financially, uh, it's not a big amount or anything that we need. It's just to be able to carry on to do um, what what, what I've started already, uh, because. Every year and year, I've paid for everything myself, and and not even even kind of questioned anything. But I'm getting to the point now where um, I I will possibly won't be able to carry on and do this for much longer uh, if things keep going the way they've gone. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've I still have to deal with, with uh, issues myself. Um, but yeah, any any help is most gratefully appreciated. So if you can help, as always, get in touch on uh, Twitter. Handle is at postconcussion, or you can contact me at at davidge74. That's D A V I G E seven four on Facebook as David Bottomley, and um, you can also uh, you know kind of get in touch with us through the postconcussion syndrome awareness groups as well. Right. So, here we go. Well, the first thing uh, following this is I, I want to bring in um, a dear kind of beloved guide and teacher who's, who's now passed away, uh, I think, uh, back in 2013 or 14. Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, and he was just such a sweetheart. Like, kind of like the, the, the grandfather or the soul father of healing in many ways, uh, working from the psyche. Um, and I only found him late on in life, but he, he, he taught so much um, about how to deal with life. And he only found, you know, he only said disinformation from a point of view of other places where, uh, it, you know, he, he'd, he'd spent his entire life going through ancient texts and scripts and, and spiritual works of books and different things. Um, and one important thing that it stands out uh, that with me that we said, well, one of the first things he said was that, well, while, while you're busy spending all of your time looking out there for uh, the cure, for the, you know, the thing, everything, you're looking outside yourself, you, you kind of, he used to do this analogy, and he said, well, you know, uh, imagine you, you, you kind of stood in your house, and you've got your car and your house keys in your hand, all of a sudden all the lights go off as a power cut, and you, you, you kind of, you drop your keys, and you drop this, you know, there's all these, these important keys, and you're there, you're like, you're stumbling around in the dark and you're like kind of down your hands and knees and if you, you're kind of like, oh no, I can't find the keys anywhere. So then it says, well, man, you, you, you see this light on outside. It's like the street light outside. You think, well, I'll go outside and I'll, I'll look for, um, you know, my keys out there. It, make, it makes sense because, you know, there's a light on there, I can see it. You go outside and yeah, you're kind of like searching around under the street light and... Um, you know, kind of everywhere, up and down, in the around the curb, everywhere, and then you know, your neighbour comes out and he says, "What, what are you doing?" And he says, "Well, I'm, I'm looking for my keys." 
Uh, your neighbour says, well, where did you drop your keys? Where where, where did they go? You know, did they go down the drain? So, well, no, I, I dropped them in, inside my house. <laughs> your neighbour says, well, do you mean to tell me you, all this time, you mean you're going to be looking out here, outside, for your keys? And uh, uh, you go, oh, yeah, well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that was pretty stupid of me. <laughs> So the point of the tale or the point of the story is, well, yeah, when we are in this thing, when we have PCS, when we've had TBI, MTBI, STBI, it doesn't matter, any type of acquired brain injury, yeah, we, we are frantically looking around uh, in the first days, weeks and months Oh my God! And and didn't we didn't we just do this? Didn't I just do this? Because you've got no idea. You've got no idea where to look, and you you're constantly um, uh, kind of fracturing your, you yourself by frantically searching, and and uh, it can be blind or even a panic sometimes, but other times it it it, it can be quite you know, kind of difficult or even self-destructive. And so, yeah, when you do go outside yourself and you do go into the street, that's literally like looking towards the allopathic healthcare system, uh, the cuckoo medicine system, you know, kind of like the uh, um, kind of drug uh, drug industry doctors uh, and, you know, kind of thinking, well, they've got a light on there. Yeah, you know, the light in the doctor's surgery, the hospital or wherever. Yeah, sometimes it can, you know, kind of give you a little bit of comfort and help with some symptoms, but you're never, ever going to find your healing. You're never going to find what you've lost uh, out there. Uh, There'll be some elements which you can gain back, but, you know, you've got to look within yourself. Um, so, yeah, w w what Dr. Wayne I was saying was uh, basically this, that, yeah, you have to be prepared uh, to come face to face with yourself as well. Uh, really, really, really important stuff. Um, so, right, okay, on to uh, the people that have contacted me recently. Uh, the first lady, uh, I will just call her Shirley. Uh, she's asked me not to give her full details. Um, and this lady um, uh, comes from, uh, well, uh, a part of Wales, which is here in the UK. And, and Shirley was asking about uh, um, multiple maltraumatic brain injuries and multiple concussions, uh, because I'd, I'd corresponded with her a bit. And, and she was asking about, well, how, how, how does this work if you you've had multiple concussions and multiple maltraumatic brain injuries. How, how do you grade them? How do you know which, if one's more serious or not? And that's quite a, re a really quite a good question from Shirley. And I, was, I, I thought long and hard about this before I could kind of think to answer it. Uh, and what I came up with was, well, basically you, you have to take each one its own merit as, as obviously you would do medically, uh, but sometimes you will, you will or you won't know after each one how you've been affected or how badly you've been affected. And I think also, uh, Shirley, the more you've had or the, the the more often you've had them, you will then 
de- be able to get better as, as as time goes on at judging. And I'm not kind of advocating having more than one brain injury to anyone. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But um, it can be something which, like myself, you become, you know, and other people I know, there's many people that I know, where you become like a, you know, kind of like a, a repeat offender, <laughs> almost. And I don't, I don't really mean to, to kind of make light of it or, or to make it too, too funny, but sometimes I think we do need to laugh at ourselves. So, uh, but yeah, uh, if I think back, going back to 2006 with my own, I'll just give you this uh, analogy to, to just kind of get you there to, so you can uh, understand. Uh, August 2006, so I had two and ten minutes. And then following that was was kind of thrown asunder for weeks on end and months on end and, and eventually kind of lost everything over the course of a year or so. Uh, and then of course a year or so, I had no home anymore. Uh, and just about 14 months after the first once, uh, then had a second uh, different type of maldramatic brain injury. Uh, and then ended up, in it, within a few weeks of that, uh, having to leave another job. Uh, following that it was about three another three years forwards and uh not possibly possibly even less a big pardon uh, and then yeah then it was like a small setback and another one a couple of years after that and, and and so on and so it became kind of like something that cropped up every now and then uh, but the more i learned uh, about healing PCS and, and maldramatic brain injury for myself and the more I learned about natural medicine and the more I got away from cuckoo medicine, allopathic medicine, um, the easier it got to heal this stuff. And I would see all these articles online and on, and things where it said, well, basically, oh, you know, uh, Na- uh, you know, supplements, natural medicine, homeopathy is just, it is, is kind of cuckoo medicine. Um, but it wasn't the case. And there's certain things uh, that, uh, you know, kind of allopathy and the National Health Service and modern medicine uh, will slate and, and denigrate, which are actually really useful tools for simplistic, quick, early healing of concussions. But because we've got this um, dichotomy, which is like, well, you know, the, these people, you know, can't, must know everything because they have a, a good business model of how to sell you drugs, then they must be the only authority. Uh, what I found was, well, yeah, there are certain things you can use, and I'm not going to mention them here specifically, purposely, because it's, uh, as with every disclaimer we have, um, I am not an allopathic doctor. Thank goodness gracious. Oh, count my blessings. I'm not a specialist in neurology for the allopathic healthcare business corporate capitalist model. I am not somebody who promotes vaccines or drugs or whatever. Thank God, you know, thank if there is a God. <laughs> thank every, thank every, everybody. I'm, I'm not that person. You know, and if I was, I I don't think I could live with myself and pretend to be trying to help people who've had PCS and MTBI. You know, if I had some better qualifications or if I had a real, real kind of deep knowledge or some personal first-hand experience of post-concussion syndrome, then um, I might be able to talk differently about allopathic medicine. But I don't, and there are very few people 
that I've come across that are able to deal with to deal with that, and I'm struggling to name them off the top of my head as well. So anyway, yeah, you, you could think about it in many many different ways. Uh, there's always going to be um, a way out of that kind of uh, savage loop. Uh, to do with allopathic medicine. There's always going to be aware of that. Um, most people find it kind of in their own time. Some find it too late, some find it early on. Others know because of their own personal background and life and life choices that, that you know, they'll, they'll find it fairly easily. Now, um, another thing that comes up as well uh, is also around... Uh, the use of therapies. Uh, therapies and things that go uh, hand in hand with natural medicine in recovery are always the best way to start off. You can always add some allopathic drugs on top in the short term. Uh, so then you kind of like build layers and going out from there. You can add exercise and different stuff. Whereas if you just stick with allopathic drugs, medications, then you've got nowhere else to go. Because if you if you just uh, kind of cover up the symptoms and you just um, kind of, you know, allay the symptoms, then you don't ever get to the root cause or anything either. So what about the people that contacted me? Right, yeah, so sorry. I did say it was episode was going to be about uh, people who got in touch. So Shirley, yeah, thank you for getting in touch, Shirley. And I, I hope that we've kind of answered your question and what you wanted to ask as well. Uh, the next chap uh, who's been in touch, um, again, I, I won't say uh, exactly where he's from, uh, but I'll just call him Keith. Uh, so Keith has said that, well, he's been... Uh, uh, since uh, I think they said uh, 1997, he's uh, had uh, numerous brain injuries, numerous uh, concussions and problems. So it started off with a concussion at work, uh, and uh, he does live in the United States of America, the USA. Uh, but basically, uh, what's happened was he's saying, well, um, he started out with medical insurance, uh, medic uh, kind of paying for all this stuff uh, and he, he tried to um, you know, he had difficulties with his employer uh, he had to get medical help medical insurance and guidance for that and to get like, disability and everything else as well um, and when it came round uh, I think it's, it's in like four, four and a half years or so later um, it's still not healed, it's still not got anywhere. He says we're just getting worse and worse and worse. And they're giving him antidepressants, anti anxiety tablets, which he's been taking for like four, three, four years, and uh, then sleeping tablets, tranquilizers, and, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, you know, he looked back at all these bills and things, and he spent thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and he was just then took a different path um, because of a, a friend that came back into his life and a friend that worked in, uh, I think, out of, he said UCLA, which I think is, is California or some 
university there uh, and this person uh, got him on a course of medicinal mushrooms and also um, vitamins and a drip weekly drip and things as well uh, and he did it for him for next to nothing and within like, six months or so uh, Keith was saying well he started to get all he'd previously said he'd been really emotionally uh, frustrated and even being kind of like drinking too much and getting kind of really 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 worked up and had difficulty with his family relationships and things were falling to bits but that within the space of six months of just working with this chap from UCLA he was then uh, kind of like set free and uh, managed to start to repair uh, uh, his kind of broken relationships and get on with things as well um, but now he's doing really well and that was uh, 18 months ago so right now is um, doing working within his own community and helping groups within his own town uh, where he's, he's moved out to um, Florida now and saying he's like really finding to connect with people so he got in touch through Twitter and is telling me all about this as well uh, so thank you Keith uh, I think that's one of the most inspiring stories one of the best stories I've, I've heard for, for quite some time as well um, particularly that use of, of, of things which aren't usually in, in most people's kind of consciousness on Vista as well and I think again the types uh, there were there were several different types of medicinal mushrooms that he used uh, like lion's mane, reishi, shiitake, turkey tail, and others as well. Uh, but it seems like well, uh, they they just got the blend right. Uh, and also he mentioned uh, like chaga mushrooms, which are really good for that the immune system and and bolstering uh, defenses as well. Uh, so. Yeah, really, really lovely to hear from you too. Um, another one from the UK. Uh, it's a lady uh, called Mary. Uh, Mary is up in Newcastle, which is right up in the northeast of the UK, northeast of England. Uh, Mary uh, is talking about her granddaughter. Her granddaughter's only uh, 17 years old. And uh, she, I'm not going to give a name again and, and go in details, but she's saying that, well, um, she had a concussion uh, about uh, two years ago and it was at school. Uh, I think she was playing uh, netball or, or volleyball or something and um, got hit, really smacked in the head um, playing volleyball or netball. And... Uh, literally got knocked out for a few seconds didn't think anything of it and and carried on and uh, teachers didn't see anything they didn't even care uh, um, she at the end of the day after the match uh, she went to teacher and said oh, oh you know I, I, I really don't feel well can you get my parents or whatever and they're like oh no you'll be fine um, that um she then kind of like nearly passed out and they sent to see the school nurse who just like passed her off and sent her home and um, from there uh, they didn't send her home with any kind of information about what happened and uh, they didn't get uh, a doctor or anybody involved 
and um, it, it just kind of worsened over days and weeks ahead. Um, then the uh, parents took the, the young lady to see uh, a uh, National Health Service GP uh, who just dismissed it all and said, well, you know, uh, these things happen. Um, you know, th there's not... Uh, th th and she said the exact words was the, G the GP said, there's no such thing as, uh, uh, as kind of like post-concussive illness uh, it doesn't exist she said it's something that's made up by people who want to claim benefits I'll just repeat that this NHS GP said that post-concussive illness is something which is made up by people who want to claim benefits welcome to the NHS ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's what they do so um, yeah so the, the, obviously the parents weren't too happy about that and uh, then they campaigned and, and kind of tried to get, uh, I think, for like the best part of a year for the daughter to see uh, somebody uh, in the NHS, which is kind of like really barking up the wrong tree anyway, if you know the NHS. And um, in the end, what did they do? Oh, CT scan and an MRI scan. Yeah, it's the same old crap with the NHS every time, um, which is like, well, we'll just try and rule out anything worse. And if you are living in the UK and you have had a mild traumatic brain injury or even some type of traumatic brain injury, the only two scans they will ever use is a CT scan and an MRI scan. And of course, they don't show up the effects of MTBI at all. All they will rule out is anything worse so that the NHS can then protect themselves against being sued are being liable for any kind of further issues. So, um, in other countries, yeah, you've got detention fuser Im imaging scans and different types of MRI scans. But yeah, we're living in the dark ages here. We really are like uh, pit canaries uh, in terms of the UK, uh, most places. If you live in an affluent middle upper middle class area, or somewhere that's really uh, kind of wealthy, then, uh, you know, you're okay. But unfortunately, Mary's granddaughter didn't live in such an area where there was maybe, a, you know, kind of like a, a middle-class uh, kind of, you know, kind of decent NHS clinic. And um, she's suffered for the last two years. But the, the, the point is, Mary's saying that, well, uh, yeah, they paid, the whole family got together... Although they paid their entire lives for the NHS, um, you know, kind of uh, healthcare through the uh, national insurance and their employer's national insurance and their VAT and their income tax, you know, you pay tens, uh, you know, tens of thousands of pounds each year each for, for this service. Um, at the time, they couldn't access it. They still couldn't access the help they needed. So the family got together and put together... Um, and they sent uh, Mary's granddaughter to a clinic in, I think she said, Swansea. And they paid something in the region of, uh, yeah, between 40, uh, 40, 42,000 pounds, she said. So this is after already paying the government for the health care, then they had to fork out themselves to get a scene too. And, and, to, and they did it, you know, within the space of a few months. So beware if you live in the wrong place 
and you live in the UK, uh, you can potentially be utterly screwed. You know, you can uh, you can not have your cake and eat it. You can pay for your cake and not have it and not eat it. <laughs> That's the state of what this country has done to our health service. That you can pay for something two or three or four times over and still not get it. <laughs> so yeah, um, unfortunately, Mary's granddaughter is is a was an unfortunate victim of how badly uh, and how how badly the uh, the kind of system fails us here. Um, I, I mean, I, I I've already mentioned in the past I, what's why I've gone through. You know, spent my whole life paying. Uh, for the National Health Service and taxes and everything else, and then being told, well, you simply cannot access it. And then these same people, the same organisation that tells you you can't access it, then turn around and tell you that, you you know, oh, you, you, you're just imagining it anyway. You're just imagining that you're ill. You're just imagining that you're sick. And by the way, uh, you know, if you don't have our approval, because we're telling you that you're not sick, you're not disabled then, uh, you know, kind of, if you can't work, uh, then we're not going to approve uh, any requests that you have for benefits or, or, or whatever as well. So it's not only like being denied, but then like stuck in the eye and then kicked in the, in the googlies and kind of, you know, kind of turned over. Uh, and these people are the ones kind of dictating to the rest of us um, how great the health service is. Okay, so anyway, yeah, <laughs> a lot of those were Mary's words, not mine. But yeah, she was just like really furious, really angry. And I can't blame her. You know, it, it, it's really, uh, yeah, it, it's shocking. It's mind-blowing as well, all at once. Um, right, the next account, uh, another gentleman that's got in touch with me um, is a gentleman who was in Germany. Um, I, I will call him uh, uh, Harry and uh, Harry was uh, yeah over there and stationed uh, with uh, one of the uh, foreign army services and um, he'd encountered uh, a few concussions in his past uh, but not one that had sent him sideways as the one that did last September that's September 2019 and he'd listened to the podcast, uh, I think it was only a, a couple of months in, when we were a few weeks in. Uh, the, the, I think it was the, uh, the first or third podcast. Uh, and he was saying about how he, he's really glad that he found it so so quickly, or kind of like so so early on. And uh, I think he'd listened to, to most of them. And I've had a few messages from, from a few people that uh, have uh, got in touch just really to to say they're glad they found the podcast and and I would say to you as well, you know, thank you for listening and th and thank you for, uh, you know, taking everything I had to say into account. Uh, but you know, just going back to this chap Harry, um, he's gone away from uh, I think that the the military who who, who where where he's stationed uh, have offered a few things. Uh, but then he, he's had, he's gonna have to go out on his own and get like you know kind of private insurance which he already had and and get uh, authorization from them, 
uh, to to go into like forms of natural healing. And it's taken up a few things like chiropractic, is, is upper neck and back, and uh, some Bowen technique therapy, and also then just just supplementing himself. And it, what he's saying is like, yeah, now um, you know, quite a few months on, uh, uh, he, he said that w- what he's heard uh, from us has has uh, been a, a massive help, and that uh, you know he's he's feeling much better now, uh, and. Uh, Although it has caused some problems within his family life and his home life as well, uh, that he's looking forward to, uh, if not returning to work, he says, but then returning to some other type of work uh, back home uh, where he comes from. And he's asked me kind of not to go into detail and say where where he comes from, but he's he's just saying, well, uh, you know... uh, if I, if I hadn't found a podcast, if I hadn't found what you were doing, I'd, I would have like gone and taken like painkillers and, and antidepressants and other things as well. And he said he's just seen so many people do the same online, they're just doing the same because they don't know. Um, so thanks again, Harry, for getting in touch as well. Um, that that obviously uh, is is important that somebody stands up and says, well, you know. there's always another way there's a different way Um, but of course you know don't take anything that we say or anything I say or any of my guests say as as kind of um, you know gospel Um, because you know you have to find out in your own experience and of course we have a disclaimer at the end of every show and at the end of every episode as well okay um, so just one more person that got in touch, a lady called Sylvia. Uh, Sylvia comes from Montreal in Canada, and um, she's uh, was a, the victim of an assault um, uh, uh, three years ago. She says, unfortunately, and she was um, assaulted whilst um, on, on holiday, uh, and and had had to kind of like come back home and deal with the aftermath of that um, and, and she's lucky to be where she is, she's saying uh, that she's got a, a good neurologist and a good therapist and, and uh, she believes as well that she's dealing with some type of CT, CPTSD or PTSD as a result of the assault too which is uh, something which is deeply connected um, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder can be associated with different types of amnesia uh, retrograde, anterograde, and and post-traumatic amnesia—they're all very intrinsically linked. Uh, but if the person has some element of CPTSD from earlier in the life, as as she believes she has, then of course it can uh, it can kind of come on to bring on a, like a sliding scale of issues and problems. Um, so uh, Sylvia was uh, um, a member of. Uh, a, a brain injury group and traumatic brain injury group there in Montreal, and um, you know she's um, doing doing well at the moment. Uh, she also talked about uh, using plant medicine and using medicinal mushrooms and things too. Uh, she does use yoga, and we talked about yoga before. Gina uh, Hubert and and Ned and uh, Laurie Campakerni and others have have talked about yoga. Uh, that, that's helped to, to kind of restore the bodies as well as the minds. And the medicinal mushrooms too, again, yeah, lion's mane was one of the main ones that she mentioned. 
uh, and I think I believe there in Canada or very, very soon that, that that psilocybin mushrooms for uh, therapy and uh, even in terms of microdosing and things are becoming uh, more accepted and I, I think possibly legal soon. So yeah, it seems as if that well we're we're starting to catch up uh, and move away from traditional kind of like drugging down and dumbing down procedures, um, which is a really good thing. So thank you very much, Sylvia, for getting in touch, uh, and thank you for the pictures and uh, the, the 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 poetry that you sent me too. That was really really sweet. And uh, and I appreciate everything. I'm I'm going to pass the the story that you sent me on to my son Arlo too, uh, because he's 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 only just um, kind of like getting into uh, that kind of thing as well. So thank you so much. That was really very sweet of you, and it's very very much appreciated. And I, I will send you some some uh, pictures back soon as well, Sylvia. Thank you. Okay, so that's pretty much about it for now uh i know i've not, we've not really talked a lot but too much about uh things in this episode but it was just really to uh, to touch base with people again and to um update uh you on what what the type of messages and the type of people that have been in touch as well uh one thing that i am going to do again in future uh, as so many people have asked and so many people have, have, have uh got on board with it is uh, around affirmational programs and um, you, you know some areas where uh, that can help too because I think the, the couple of affirmational episodes I did got were, were very well received and um, i just like to say another massive thank you to everybody that's uh, tuning in and listening in. Uh, there's a, so many different countries now, I've mentioned them before but there's even more more all the time across Europe, uh, United States, Canada, different places, even South America, Central America, uh, Australasia, you know, you're everywhere. I want to thank you so much uh, for supporting me in doing this. Um, I, I have had, like I said at the start of the uh, podcast, I've had some issues in uh, trying to get everything done uh, and trying to uh, kind of catch up and pay and pay for everything and 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 keep going. Uh, so if you if you have or you can, kind of contribute in any small way, if a tiny amount or anything, or if you can do anything to help on the uh, kind of like technical side, um, or, or like with what I want to do in future with podcasts, uh, video casts as well, then please please do get in touch. Uh, like I said before. You can contact me. My email is uh, uh, you can get to me on Gmail at uh, the David Bottomley at gmail dot com um, or on uh, Twitter uh, hashtag uh, oh, sorry handle is at post concussion or at David seventy four that's D A V I G E seven four or you can get in touch with me on Facebook. David Bottomley, uh, on through the post-concussion syndrome awareness uh, groups as well. Um, but please, yeah, if you, if you can do anything to help, uh, normally we don't have put out, put out requests for help, but everything, anything, any help would be greatly appreciated and any contributions will go straight back entirely 
100% into the podcast uh, and and kind of paying for you know the costs of that and equipment of that everything I've done since 2006 uh, till 2020 now so in the 14 years it's been out of my own pocket um, I get to the point where the system here doesn't support me they don't want me to do this and nobody else here is supporting me either so yeah it's always um, good to put out the request for help i need help if you can help then please do so all right so thank you again so much for listening and i'll speak to you soon in this podcast and also uh, i've got the fibromyalgia awareness podcast as well so look out for that too Uh, i'll be sending you links very soon thank you and cheerio Any and all information given on the Fibromyalgia Awareness Podcast is not intended to be taken as serious professional advice. If you need professional medical advice, go to your healthcare professional, go to your doctor, your GP, your specialist, or whomever is in the establishment. And please take uh, anything that we say, uh, anything that I say or my guests say, as uh, something which you can look into. As an intelligent, sentient human being, you are probably already aware of this information, and you do not have to take anything I or anybody else say as the whole truth. It is only one aspect of the truth. If there is information, things that are suggested, recommended, or whatever, we don't, we're not linked to any kind of commercial interest or advertising or anything like that. So please go away, think about the thing, do your own research on the internet, read it, read up on it, ask other people, but don't take our opinions as advice. Thank you very much for listening.